Hey guys, and welcome back for the second installment of Cecilia Ab and Siobhan. Episode 2 is called Naked and it's broken into two parts. In part 1, I will discuss details about my childhood and my life up until the age of 23. Part 2, which will be released in a few weeks, Ab will share his childhood and life experiences before meeting me and starting our family. Once again, we appreciate your support and look forward to hearing your feedback. Enjoy. My name is Siobhan Nicole Morris, and I was born November 8th, 1979 in Brooklyn, New York. I would say I definitely come from humble beginnings. My parents were high school sweethearts. I believe they got married right out of high school, so they were probably about maybe 18, 19 years old when they got married. And um, they had me shortly after getting married. So probably, I believe my mom was either 21 or 22 when she had me and my dad was probably about 22 23 somewhere around that year that age so they they were pretty young when they started their family um we lived in brooklyn brooklyn new york um we lived from what i remember we lived in brooklyn around the time um when the crack era started um, I was born in 79, and so I want to say if, you know, I got my my dates and my years right, um, the crack era was probably, I don't know, maybe started around, you know, the early 80s, so probably 82, 83, maybe around that time, because I do remember um, when my brother was born, he was born in 86, it was definitely in full effect around that time, and I do remember that it hit my neighborhood pretty badly because I do recall having to walk past crack beans to get to school. So I know it really had a big impact on my neighborhood and probably Brooklyn as a whole. Um, It affected my household. My dad was um, Uncle Kane. Um, And I believe, excuse me, one of my, my brother, my, excuse me, my father's sister's um, she was, she was on crack. So it did definitely affect, affect my family. Um, we lived in a building. It was an older building and, um, my grandparents lived on the first floor and we lived on the third floor. It was fun having, you know, my grandma and my grandpa down on the first floor. I I would spend a lot of, a lot of time there with them. Um, the building was not, you know, a great building I do recall us you know sometimes not having hot water or heat uh we definitely had roaches I do remember that um I don't recall ever seeing any mice but I know for sure we had roaches um but nonetheless it was it was home for me I spent a lot of time at my grandparents place Um, I believe it was you know when my parents were working or and whatever they were out doing I would spend a lot of time downstairs with them Um, my grandfather was schizophrenic Uh, for the most part he did take his medication and you know he was fine but 
when he wasn't on his medications, there were a few occasions where, you know, he could get, I don't want to say violent, but um, verbally abusive towards my grandmother. And then, you know, when he was in an episode, sometimes he would be childlike and, you know, he would play with me as if, you know, he was five years old. And of course, to a child, that was fun. But for the most part, I, you know, I enjoyed spending time with my grandparents when, you know, everything was well. Um, my dad, like I said, he um, was on cocaine. And so there were times when, you know, he would be in a rage and he would want to fight my mom. And so, you know, I do remember them fighting a lot. Um, you know, as a child, sometimes, you know, a one or two incidents could seem like a lot. So I'm not sure if it did actually happen a lot or I just remember it, remember it that way. But I do, you know, I do remember witnessing, you know, domestic violence in the home. And I think it kind of shaped my personality, personality going from, you know, being at home, you know, where you're supposed to feel safe, you know, with your parents, you know, seeing things like that. And then from jumping from that and then going to your grandparents house where you're supposed to feel safe there as well and you know having to deal with a grandfather that you know was schizophrenic so I would say my childhood um there was definitely some trauma um that has shaped my personality um growing up in Brooklyn around that time um it was difficult you know being young having to deal with you know crackheads outside your door I do remember um, my grandfather actually getting robbed inside the lobby of our building that's how bad the area had gotten um it was sometimes you know a little frightening to have to walk past them to go to school and you know to come home from school and I believe there may have been a few of my parents classmates that you know got caught up in that and I would I remember them because you know they would come to the house and visit and then have to walk past them now you know seeing them as you know crack addicts it was you know it was terrifying you know as a child um when I was seven or eight years old my dad went to prison um I believe my dad served about 18 or 19 years so by the time he was released I was married and I had already had my family um, my mom remarried a few years after he uh, went to prison and um, we moved to Queens so I would say I was probably about 12 years old when we moved to Queens um, it was you know me my mom my stepdad and I have a, a younger brother who is seven years younger than me um, I really didn't, really didn't want to leave Brooklyn, but you know, I didn't have much of a choice. Uh, we left Brooklyn when I was in, um, not elementary school, in junior high school. And that was around the time where, you know, I was starting to develop, you know, a sense of style, my own personality. And we moved when I was in the eighth grade. No, I just, you know, thought that when we moved to Queens, that, you know, my life would have, you know, changed. It would have been better you know, because my earlier years in Brooklyn weren't that great. So I saw this as an opportunity for things to change for my life and, you know, for things to be better. And I spent time in Queens as well because I have family that uh, lives in Rosedale and I would spend weekends and summers in Queens. So I was familiar with Queens, but I just, you know, never thought that when I moved there, I wouldn't like it. So when we moved there, 
Um, like I said, when I was in the eighth grade, I hated it. I hated it because, you know, I don't know if, you know, if you're from New York City, you know, though each borough is completely different. We all have our own style, you know, the way we dress, the way we talk, our demeanor is completely different. So coming from Brooklyn and going to Queens, I kind of stood out a little bit because I'm a Brooklyn girl. I'm a Brooklyn girl from the core. You know, my mom, she was born in Barbados, but her family came to the States when she was about five or six years old. And she's lived in Brooklyn. So she's a Brooklyn girl. My dad born and raised in Brooklyn. So I'm a true Brooklyn girl. And so I stood out. I feel like I just, you know, I couldn't really fit in with anyone in, in, in Queens. And so it kind of put me kind of like in a shell. I didn't open up to people. And I was, you know, reserved. I already had, you know, social anxiety from dealing with situations, you know, being at home, my grandparents, um, growing up in the neighborhood that I grew up in in Brooklyn. So putting me in a different environment where I felt like I didn't fit in kind of made me go, you know, more into a shell. So it was kind of difficult for me to make friends when I moved to Queens. And so I absolutely, absolutely hated living there. Kind of wish that, um, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't moved to Queens, but you know, if I, I didn't, I wouldn't have met the young lady that introduced me you know, to Ab. Um, junior high school, like I said, was difficult. Um, but high school was even more difficult because, you know, I was so reserved and I didn't get an opportunity to really, you know, make a whole lot of friends. You know, I entered junior high school in the eighth grade and that's the last year of junior high school so by then everyone has already you know built friend groups and you know kids can be cruel so going coming from Brooklyn you know I heard a lot you're not like us you're different where are you from I I never got teased but people will always ask me you know where are you from I could tell you're not you know you're not from around here so when I went to high school I did make a few friends but I was always still you know feeling like the outsider um and there was a a group of girls that I kind of became cool with and um we started to kind of like cut school so I guess we were the the group of girls that didn't fit in so we would you know cut school and go to the mall and just you know hang out and that kind of led me down a path of not no not following the rules and so I would have to say that you know I was not I was not a a good teenager, you know, it made my family, you know, look at me differently. But, you know, I, I couldn't, I didn't really understand, you know, what it was, you know, why I just couldn't, you know, do what I was supposed to do. But, you know, later on, I realized that I definitely had some form of, you know, social anxiety because I just, you know, I just couldn't, you know, take myself. I would try, you know, I definitely would try to go. But once I realized, you know, that, hey, I don't, I don't need to do this. I can go to the mall or we could, you know, one of my friends, her mom or dad is at work. We can go to their house, you know, and, you know, couldn't go to my house because my stepdad worked um, different schedules all the time. So a lot of time he was home during the day. And so we couldn't go to my house. So we would always find something to do and we would just never go to school. Eventually, my mom got tired of, you know, me not doing the right thing because you know 
we 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 got in trouble a lot. I know one incident in particular. We actually snuck into um, I think it was another high school, if my memory serves me correctly. We actually got arrested. That was considered trespassing. You know, the girl that I was with at the time convinced me to you know to sneak in, and I don't even remember why we were even there. But you know, those are the type of things that we we got into. You know, a lot of time we you know just hang out at the mall and you know spend money that we we shouldn't be spending our allowance money and stuff on food when we were supposed to be in school we were out hanging out my mom eventually just got tired of you know me heading down the wrong path and so she decided to just completely pull me out of school and um sign me up into a ged program um there i felt a little more comfortable i guess because it was um a mixture of you know people from different boroughs so I was kind of able to find a place where I could fit in and it wasn't like a large group of children in each class so probably each class was probably about 10 or 15 students so for me it was a, a little more of a comfortable setting um, it didn't really bother me that much I think you know my social anxiety I can't you know, deal with large crowds. And I also realized later on that I'm a super empath. So I can feel, you know, other people's emotions. But we'll, we'll get into that in an, another episode. But yeah, I, I did much better, you know, when I went to study for my GED. Um, and I got that when I was about 16 or 17 years old. And then from there, I, um, I went to community college and, you know, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but just school was just not the thing for me. And I guess, you know, thinking back, it definitely was my social anxiety. And we, you know, we didn't know, you know, I didn't know. I didn't understand. I don't, you know, my mom definitely didn't understand that that's what that was. But, you know, I ended up remaining friends with, you know, the young lady that I went to high school with the young lady that I used to cut school with and she is the one who actually introduced me to Ab and so um that's how that's how I met Ab you know I'm I don't want to say that I regret moving to Queens but I just feel like if we had stayed in Brooklyn my my life would have been completely different because I probably wouldn't have met Ab. And then I just feel like socially my life would have been a little differently. I tend to do better in in groups of, you know, people that I'm comfortable with. And I feel like, you know, if I had stayed in Brooklyn, my social life would have been different because I would have still probably still been going to school. I would have been going to school with, you know, people that I started off, you know, started off with. Like, you know, I had girls and, and boys in my class in um, elementary school that I went to daycare with and all the way up into uh, junior high school those same students were with me so I just feel like you know my social life would have been different and you know your your preteen and your your teenage years kind of shape you into the adult that you become so I just feel like you know um, I'm probably a little more reserved um, than I would like to be because I never had the opportunity to kind of, you know, really be myself around my peers. And so it kind of leaves me in the mind frame where I have to be a little more reserved because, you know, I, I may not necessarily feel like 
I fit in. But I don't regret moving to Queens because I got to meet my husband. But, you know, in some aspects, I do regret that I didn't get to experience a lot of the things, you know, like going to prom and things, you know, things like that. Like, you know, most teenagers get to experience because I got, you know, pulled and put into um, a GED program. Before meeting Ab, um, I didn't have a whole lot of dating experience, but um, I did have a, a few few relationships before um, dating him. I know at 18, you know, that most people probably think, you know, how many relationships could you have had by the age of 18? But I would say I had about, uh, about three. I was in three different relationships before meeting Ab. Um, when I met him... I was currently seeing someone. I wouldn't necessarily say we were in a relationship, but we were we were dating. I mean, I had made the decision that, you know, that situation just wasn't what, you know, I wanted or what I needed. Um, the person, you know, just was not ready to um, be in a serious relationship. And I know at 18, um, most people aren't. Um, he was a few years older than me and he also had a child. So I knew that, you know, that wasn't someone that I probably would spend the rest of my life with, you know. Um, I, I don't want to say that I was in a rush to be an adult. Um, I wasn't really looking for anything when I met Ab. Um, like I said, we were introduced by a young lady that I went to high school with. Um, actually the same young lady that you know I used to cut school with she's the one who introduced us I wasn't really looking for anything things with Ab and I just kind of progressed really quickly um we started off as friends um like we talked about in the first episode um I was talking to someone or dealing with someone and I believe he was too and I don't know maybe there was a situation for him just like with myself wasn't what he wanted and so he was you know interested in dating other people I on the other hand at that time was you know already I was content with what I had and so I wasn't really interested in you know stepping outside of that but I can't say that I had um a whole lot of um role models or anyone to kind of look up to when it came to relationships although my mom was um she had remarried after my dad went to prison their relationship my mom and my stepdad's relationship wasn't like very eh, I don't want to I don't want to use the word I don't want to say it wasn't loving um it it was I just don't feel like it was nurturing it wasn't I don't feel like it was a hundred percent nurturing to my mom and so I didn't really see like a strong a strong black loving relationship in the household with me so I really didn't know I really didn't know what know what that was I didn't have you know anything to look up to and so when I met Ab I just you know I didn't I didn't know anything about love you know I didn't really I didn't have my my dad in the house so I didn't know um how a man was supposed to love me and so you know I think around that time I did settle for less I you know my self-esteem was low um like I said I had no sense of self I was reserved and so I took whatever was given to me um in the relationships that I had before Ab there was 
um, there was some abuse. Um, and I think that kind of also chipped away at my self-esteem. And so the situation that I was in before Ab and when I met Ab, I didn't, you know, it was a peaceful um, situation. And so I think in my mind, that's where I should have been. And so when I met Ab, I was like, eh, you know, what's what's better than what I have now? And so, you know, I kind of wanted to stay there until I realized that, you know, you know, Ab was a really good person and that he was actually what I was, you know, needing, not necessarily, you know, looking for at that time. And so I ended that situation. Um, having such a strong mother um, in the house, you know, showing me, you know, how to be a strong black woman um, kind of helped to shape me and, and move my life in a better direction because, you know, when I was 16 or 17 years old, I was just, you know, not doing what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't following the rules, but, you know, around 17, 18, my life started to take a turn. I was still in community college and I was working um, at a, a off-Broadway theater called City Center in um, New York City. And, you know, I had I had something going for myself and so I you know I was I was starting to feel better about myself my confidence level you know was going up I was making money I was able to take care of myself and so when I met Ab you know he came around and you know he was trying to sweet talk me I was like Ooh, who does this nigga think he is does he not know who I am you know I think being around my mom you know actually you know made me and my brother very strong and independent people seeing my mom work two jobs and you know cook for us and take care of us and sometimes work two jobs and go to school my mom went to school and got her you know her LPN license you know while we were still in New York and so having her as an example I feel kind of helped to pull me out of the rut that I was in and not to take anything away from my stepfather because he also had a career you know and I watched him get up every day and go to work leave sometimes 5 a.m you know to go to work and so I always had like strong role models ar around me when it came to you know putting in work and you know doing what you needed to do to be independent and take take care take care of yourself and you know I'm thankful for that. 100% thankful for that. And when I got into the relationship with Ab, um, when I got pregnant, we had Natalie. Um, I think it kind of, I don't want to say put me back into the role of not wanting to do anything. I just feel like it kind of, it definitely took a, a, a chunk of my um What's the word I'm looking for? Self-esteem away. Um, I had Natalie when I was 22 years old. Would I say that I was ready to be a mother? Absolutely not. And I feel like at the time, um, I felt like I was. A lot of people don't know this, but Natalie was planned. Um, I don't even. I don't even think my mom knows that. But Natalie was planned. Um, I don't regret the decision that I made to um, plan and have Natalie um, but I definitely was not ready to be a mother there was still more growing that I needed to do um, I feel like um, I'm a little more patient 
with Raymond or I was a little more patient when I had Raymond. When I had Natalie, I was young and I don't want to say I felt like, you know, she tied me down or anything because, you know, um, she definitely didn't do that. I feel like Ab and I still, you know, when we wanted to go somewhere, we would, you know, take her. But I feel like there were still things in my life that I should have accomplished. Like, you know, people you know my peer groups they were going away to college and finishing their degrees and landing really good jobs but I was a stay-at-home mom at 22 23 you know 23 years old and you know for me it was difficult because I you know compared my life to some of the you know some of my friends or some of the people that I knew and it made me feel insecure about who I was and for a very long time I felt that way I felt like I wasn't good enough I had you know no other accomplishments in my life I was just you know Ab's wife and Natalie's mom and I think that's what makes me go so hard now because I feel like I have some catching up to do you know and that's just you know that's just what it is for me and I don't regret the decisions that I make because I feel like we all have you know a path that we're supposed to take and I just feel like mine was you know not like everyone else's and you know it is what it is I'm grateful I'm grateful for all the decisions that I made because you know I have a beautiful family you know a, a great husband great kids you know I have my mom and my stepdad as you know great role models and I appreciate all of that